Nations squad has been announced. That's always a huge moment in the rugby season. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Get reaction to the squad, of course, especially focusing on some of the younger players making an impression in Welsh rugby at the moment. First, let's find out the thinking from Wales coach Warren Gatland. Of course, the squad was thrown a last-minute curveball by the announcement from Louis Rees Summit that he was going straight into an American football development program and therefore not available for the Six Nations. So, when did the Wales coach hear that news? Learned about an hour ago. Yeah, so uh, spoke to Lewis about well, probably half an hour ago. So yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a shock to us. You know, we look uh, Gloucester had contacted. I spoke to George Skimmington about twelve o'clock. Things have happened pretty quickly in the last sort of twenty-four hours. Lewis rang and said, "Look, he had, had an approach on Sunday to go and do a, a training camp with the NFL. Uh, something that he's always dreamed of having an opportunity to do. Uh, he slept on it on Monday, went to Gloucester. Didn't really think too much of it whether it would go ahead. Was told by his lawyers not to say anything to anyone. And pretty much the paperwork has been agreed and signed, and Gloucester have agreed to release him in the sort of the last couple of hours. So, so he, like he rang me to." to let you know to, to give me that information just to say thanks very much for his time in the World Cup and how much he enjoyed it and what has happened for him with Welsh rugby. He said he's 22, he's always dreamed of potentially playing in the NFL, he's always been a huge fan of it and he feels that if he doesn't take that opportunity now then it might not happen for him in the future. So look, I just wish them all the best and we've always been a great believer in players taking sort of the opportunities that could get presented for them and, and those sort of chances and just said look if it doesn't work out for you, you know, what are your next steps? and he said, look, I'll come back to rugby. So um, he just feels there's, there's an opportunity for him and a, a time for him to do that. So there's never a dull moment in Welsh rugby. Gloucester are in exactly the same boat as us. You know, they've only just basically found out about it. He'd gone to the board and speaking to George Skimmington, so he was having a meeting with the players at 12 for them to get the uh, that information as well. So, you know, it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster the last couple of hours. So just from my point of view, I just want to wish Lewis all the best. And, um, you know, I honestly believe and... Well, I honestly hope it, it, it does work out for him. And Is it a, a massive shock? Are you in some way still getting your head around it and where it leads? No, it's, uh, I'm always one of those people that I don't dwell on those things. That it's, I kind of I don't let it affect me too much. It's kind of like if a player's got an injury or something like that, you've just got to move on. And so he's made that decision. Like I said, I want to wish him all the best in terms of him taking that opportunity. Like I would with all players, with uh, other coaches as well, sometimes they get chances and the opportunities to, to move on and to go somewhere else and something I've always wanted to do and I've always been supportive of that. So that's been a dream of him as a youngster growing up, always wanting to be part of a, the NFL or trying to make it in the, sort of that environment. Then it's going to be something personally that if he doesn't take those opportunities, he's always going to regret that. So I can only just wish him all the best. Dan Jenkins, named as captain. I think that people look at the squad and look what we're trying to do and develop over the next three years years in terms of the youngsters that was part of the thinking around the World Cup, we try to be consistent in that there with the two young captains we selected in terms of Jack Morgan and Dowie Lake. Unfortunately, Dowie's injured at the moment, it's going to be out for the Six Nations. So again, there's a lot of competition in that second row, but I definitely see him one for the future. I expect in the next three or four years, that time the next World Cup comes around, he's going to be a definite starter and he's putting a lot of pressure on at the moment. And we're trying to develop a lot of the youngsters within this group over the next three or four years. If you look at the age, the average age of the squad at the moment is about 25. We want the squad to be mid to late 20s come the next World Cup with players who've got 30 or 40, 50 caps behind them and that's part of the planning and part of the preparation from now. 
Warren, how much has Lewis's decision changed your plans come when it's the only fullback name, but you've got two or three others who can play there? He's not the only fullback name. We've got Kai Evans is there in terms of uh, playing a lot there at fullback, so we see him as continuing to develop. Tom Rogers, he's played a lot on the wing, but we see his long-term future also at fullback. He's done a, a good job for us on the wing. I think long-term his, his position is going to end up at fullback, get a chance to develop him a little bit in that role, and we'd like to potentially see that he does get some opportunities at regional level, playing a few more games at fullback as well. So, And Johan Lloyd, we know he can play there so whether it's look, looking at him so we've got lots of options in, in terms of that Cam at the moment potentially may not be available for the first couple of games because he's got a jaw injury that needs to be rectified and that's going to keep him out of contact and stuff so we're just making sure we've got some cover there at fullback but we, we definitely do have options there. And Dave Jenkins a very young captain at Exeter and now a very young captain internationally what is it about him that makes coaches want to put him in these leadership roles? Oh I just think that he's the type of guy that comes and he's a no-nonsense sort of Person, he just gets down with his job. He's a he's an incredible professional in terms of you know he's normally one of the last out of the gym. Works hard. He's diligent in terms of his preparation, spending time on on the laptop, looking at trainings, looking at opposition players, opposition teams. And I think he'll come and do a great job by leading by example. Like I said there's a young group of players that we want to develop. We want you know I'd spoken to Jack and Dowie in the in the past, and there's be the same conversation with Dab. Is that I think there's a chance for us and those those group of youngsters that. I think we'll make up a core of our squad going forward, a chance for them to, to set some standards, to mould the team around some of the things that they want in terms of setting an example, how they want things to work in terms of expectations and things within the squad. So I'm excited about that with us going forward and, and working and developing as a, as a whole group, not just as, as a team, but also with the staff and coaches as well. You talk about expectations there. What can you achieve in this tournament? Well, it's one game at a time, so first game against Scotland home is a great game for us. Principality sold out. They'll obviously be disappointed with um, exiting from the World Cup. And for us, it's a new start with a group of players. We kept a bit of experience in there. We wanted some, some continuity in terms of you know, someone like Gareth Davies staying in there. We had, thought he had a great World Cup. George North had some conversations with George. I, I think George can still get to the next World Cup, given his age. His role over the next few years may change. Could he end up being someone who's in the 23 or could be a part of a squad? You know, he's well aware of that. I thought that combination with Nick Tompkins and George was excellent during the World Cup. So in terms of the expectations, look, it's one game at a time and that's a really, really important game for us. That opening game, that if you can win that game, you can get some build some confidence from that. And England away, uh, the second game, I don't think we'll go there with having a huge amount of fear. And then we know we've got a massive challenge in, in the third game with Ireland away. So uh, good first up game. The next couple of games are going to be a challenge for us. So yeah, just one game at a time. You're being forced to develop this squad a little bit faster than you, you maybe would have liked. There's a big chunk of, of uncapped and, and players going into their first six nations in this squad. Would you have liked to have done it maybe a bit slower? No, I think this is for us, you know, looking at Wales, looking at us having such a small plane group of players in terms of tier one nations, you know, we've got the smallest plane number group, but it's something that we need to plan and look at how we implement that plan over the next three or four years. And, and some of that is about doing it right from the start. I think despite all the, the negativity around Welsh rugby, I, I think there's a lot of positives at the moment and a lot of positives, yes, financially there's some challenges, but what I'm seeing is that financial challenges are meaning that we've seen youngsters given opportunities at regional level, youngsters that we may not have seen a few years ago. And for me, that's a massive, massive positive. We're not going to benefit in the short term, but I think in the next three or four years, those youngsters getting those chances, we, I think Welsh rugby and definitely the international team will benefit from what's happening in the game at the moment. So despite people talking 
about the financial challenges, I see it differently. I see it as, as a real positive and a, a real chance for us to reset in Welsh rugby that's going to put us in good stead in the next few years. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Let's hear a bit more about that reset. Osprey's coach Toby Booth's a few of those players will be making an impression over the next few years. But also, he was keen to emphasise that things aren't over for the more experienced players either. I suppose a good advert for that is Iron Watkins. So Iron Watkins has obviously got exactly what he deserved. We've supported him, we've put in positions for us. He's one of our most important players. And to hear that, you know, and I had a conversation with the Welsh coaches when they came in and they were glowing in relation to how much he's grown and bits and pieces. And that's all you can do as a player. And so I'm just pleased that for him, actually the right people have been rewarded as well, you know. And you've had players who've done that in the past and Adam Beard been left out of squads and come back in. So that's that's testament to Owen? Yeah, without doubt. I mean, the player for sure, the people that support the player for sure. And it's happened a lot. It's happened with Jack Morgan. It's happened with Adam Beard. It's happened with George North. There's one common line, probably all bar George, where if I make them captain, eventually they get back in. So, you know, maybe we can do our bit and keep moving the captaincy around. Really, I know a lot's been said about Morgan Morse recently, and the stats were really good last week. 18 carries, 18 tackles, you know, it's been made public out uh, that. How impressed, really, have you been uh, about his rise to um, in, the, in the team? And uh, has that surprised you really how quickly it's come? Look, the stats are the stats. You can't take one, but there's always context in anything. You know, lies, lies, statistics. I'm not saying they're lies, but ultimately there's a context to element. I can categorically tell you, I think Morgan Morse is an international standard potential player. I can categorically tell you, I don't think he's ready. 100%. You know, we're celebrating it's his birthday today, so we've got him a cake for the team meeting. So that's what we're, you know, let, let's not get above ourselves here. And there's a lot in his game that's unbelievable around competitive and numbers, but the quality of that, the efficiency of that, knowing where we can have the greatest influence is about time in the saddle, support and good coaching and good reflection from a player, a specific program. So he's a great example. We have very high hopes for him. You know, as we do for, you know what we're like around young players. You know that we have a history, you know, everyone talks about the two captains of Wales of they're the future, you know, three years ago, they weren't even on the radar. Two years ago, they went on the radio. So there's a natural progression. I understand why people get so excited, but you've got to be patient and you've got to put the player first. What's the yeah. plan for him then for the next couple of months? Because obviously he's still available for Wales under-20s. He's played a lot for them and he's now playing senior rugby. What does Morgan Morse do now since you haven't got a game for a month? Wales under-20s will have games, but also what's his development path now? I think he'll end up playing both. I think he'll do a bit of both. It's about... Can you be visible in the big environment? There needs to be a recovery element to what he does as well. But also, then can he go out and be the very best player? For me, he ticked a lot of those boxes last year. So I don't think it's just for the sake of, you know, and I would say that because he's my player, the sake of Welsh under-20s. The point is about getting him to the senior squad in the best condition, the best upskill player that we can. So it becomes about dialogue it becomes around planning and collaboration in order to get the best best opportunity for him. And part of that is training. Part of that is training on the things that you're going to need to polish up, not about playing all the time. I know young players often struggle for playing. He's not going to be a guy who's going to struggle for minutes in a year. 
he's going to be a guy that we have to be surgical and, and strategic about how we get him up the ladder, next level, next level of performance, next level of player. Which is interesting to hear. A few of the new guard are from the Scarlets. Here's coach Dwayne Peel. Yeah, very pleased for them, you know, four guys going into their first Six Nations campaign. Four young guys who have played well for us and I think that, you know, delighted for them boys. Obviously Gar's in the old stage are there, they're now, you know, still in there as well. So it's delighted for the likes of Kemsley, you know, Johan Lloyd who's played exceptionally well, Joe Roberts, Tommy Rogers on their first taste of Six Nations rugby and and I think that um, you know it'll be fantastic for them, fantastic experience. You know, a lot of young boys will be the core of this team and the spine of this team for a long time. Warren Gatlin spoke about the fact that many players have had exposure that perhaps wouldn't, given the um, situation. Like it, it happens in cycles, isn't it? I think that um, you know I was part of something that where. I suppose post Quinnell, Howley, Neil Jenkins era, that we had a lot of young players and we went through some pain, is the truth of it, leading, you know, mm. I think the start of the 2000s, you know, and we went through some pain under Steve Hansen and, you know, a lot of those players went on to be, you know, double Grand Slam, triple Grand Slam winners in the end of it. So I think there's always cycles. I think that the cycle of this group, you know, is this in this infancy and I think that Warren's right in many ways. They have been exposed, but you know they have to be exposed at a higher level as well to make them better players. I'm, I'm sure he's aware of that. And you know, hopefully, this group can come together. There's some good quality within the group. There's some good, you know, real high quality players within that. So if they're young or not, you know, 21 year old captain as well, which is exciting, you know, from his perspective. And I think it'll be a good challenge, I'm sure. But you know, all I know is that there's a lot of quality in the group. You know, and I think when you wear the red shirt. In Cardiff, you do tend to grow a leg, I suppose, as, as a, for want of another phrase, really. Who are the young players that you've been giving chances to this year that maybe other years wouldn't, that you're beginning to think this is working? Because talking to some of the other coaches, I think they've been pleasantly surprised by some of the players coming through. I don't know. I think some of the, some of the young players we have been playing have played on merit, if I'm perfectly honest, likes of Eddie James. Um, I know Kemsley Mathai's played a lot of rugby for us last season. Ben Williams is probably one that's come in and played some rugby for us this year. Archie Hughes is... Uh, Wales in the 20 scrum half last year and, and to be fair we probably should have played Archie a bit sooner but he's got two international nines ahead of him which is obviously difficult in the, in, for him then but look I think that for us I think the likes of Eddie, Archie, you know Ben Williams etc have been given opportunities but they deserve it I think like for me those type of guys regardless of, of who we would have had this year they would have been given opportunity because they're good players and they deserve to play. I think in general, I think our squad is younger. I think there's been guys who have played over the last couple of seasons, having more regular, you look at our locks, etc. Our front rowers look having more regular exposure. That's the nature of the game. You know, boys need to be good enough to play. Yes, there are elements of, of times where you have to throw young guys in. Guys the Black Lion, we did that. And then they learn a lot from it. But yeah, I think for us, those experiences are invaluable in, in building, I suppose, the next core of Scarlet's players. We thought it was likely Louis Rees-Hammond would be 15 for Wales. Warren said yesterday Todd Rogers was the name he mentioned most. Joe and Lloyd obviously in that mix as well. What do you think of them if they're going to be starting against Scotland at 15? Yeah, I back them fully. I think that um, Tom's played a bit at 15 for us this year. In all honesty, he'd probably play more, but I think we've had a few injuries, etc. And Johnny McNichol's been out for a, for a couple of weeks now, so... 
It's about finding what's best for the team in terms of Tommy. I know he wants to play 15. He's desperately wanting to play 15, knocking on my door and to play 15. But at the minute, you know, he's been he's been playing on the wing a bit for us and getting hands on the ball there. And and you know, Nicholas has been doing a good job when he's had opportunities, as has Yoan Lloyd. You know, and I think you know we've got good quality there. So I, I'll back both of those guys and whichever one, or if any of them get selected, to, to produce the goods, definitely. Yeah, Roberts has also been named in the squad. It's quite a, a strong pool of centres, but he's part of it. Yeah, look, I think he's a good player. He's a good young player. He's been unlucky with injury over the last couple of years. I think, you know, obviously he had, had two big knee operations, a knee operation in the summer as well, when after the England game and the World Cup warm-up games, I thought he played particularly well in that game and probably unlucky in the end. So injury, not, not to have a sniff, in all honesty. So he's a good guy. He works hard tough, abrasive type player and he'll say as well he's got a lot to learn as well and I think that that's exciting part for him I think his ceiling's high but I think we're scratching the surface a bit with him as well chuffed that he's here obviously a nasty boy born and bred so he's it's great to have him and he's a good asset for us definitely One of those players is centre Joe Roberts part of the World Cup training squad last summer before injury ruled him out of competing to go to France this was his reaction Obviously happy to be named after being Disappointed in the summer, but no, yeah, really chuffed. It's a good opportunity for myself. Uh, it's good for my family. Just looking forward now to get rip, uh, ripping and start with the boys uh, next week. Because it's been tough for you over the years. You, you've kept plugging away. You, you've had wretched run with injuries. How difficult were the, those times? It's never nice, obviously, but I think it, it comes part and parcel with the game. Like It happens and you've just got to take it on the chin. But yeah, tough times, but the boys obviously around you help you through it, your family. And luckily enough, we've got a good bunch of boys here uh, in the Scarlets. And yeah, no, you can still have a pretty good time being injured with just making memories of the boys and things. And how much do you base it down on, on having a good run here? But having to battle your way in where there's competition down with your region, given you've got John and Scotty, Eddie James, Johnny, that you're not short in that position. No, exactly. But I think we all learn off each other, we all feed off each other and no, it's good competition but brings you on as a player, yeah, it helps you grow your game yourself so it's better to have competition than not to really because you can get complacent, I'd say. I suppose it's the same with Wales, You'd be yeah. going, it's one thing getting selected and then trying to battle your way with players you would have looked up to, I suppose, George North. Especially when he was at the Scarlet Series watching him as a kid. But no, I'm just looking forward to getting, getting myself in there and just, just learning a few things like I did in the summer and uh, ripping in, yeah. The fact that you've had exposure, the fact that a number of the same generation has had exposure quickly, how beneficial do you think that may be in the future? We've learned some tough lessons and obviously some boys, young boys around the other regions have too, but it's good to learn them lessons and you can obviously thrive with them and it can grow you as a player. So it's better to learn them early on, I'd say, than later on in your career. Yeah, and you can just move on from then, really. As we heard from Warren Gatlin yesterday in the press conference, he is looking at 2027 and the nucleus and the basis will be youth. There'll be an awful lot of players in the same situation to yourself. It looks like an exciting squad and obviously they've got the sights uh, focused set in the future, but main priority is the Six Nations and obviously performing and doing well there. Just looking forward to that. Just describe what last summer was like for you, both the good and the bad. Brilliant experience. I thoroughly enjoyed the boys, we had a good group of boys, they all welcomed me in well. Training was tough, uh, no doubt, but no, I feel like I developed well from it and it's, it's done me a world of good and having that experience at that level with boys of that calibre, I think it's done me yeah, a lot of good. 
And then the emotions for the end when injury strikes? Yeah, it was just it was one of them things. Um, obviously, I was gutted to, to do the whole summer and then that pick up a knock. But yeah, just like I said earlier, it's part and parcel of the game. Don't really want to dwell on it. You've got to move on, and this is obviously a next job. And of course, we'll hear much more from the players involved in the Six Nations building up to that first match against Scotland at the Principality Stadium. That's a sellout, but you can still get tickets for the France and Italy matches. Until next week from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye. Goodbye.